happening everybody thank you guys for joining us on another episode of an earful in the emerald city thank you guys for being here we appreciate it like always very special show for you guys here today very special uh episode number 100 here you guys we finally reached the century club here we finally did it okay took two plus years to get here but god damn it we did it you know two I mean, two plus years, that's, I hate to say this, but at this point, that's the second longest job I've had in my career, even surpassing my current gig. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, a little, little something to be proud of, a little something to be proud of there. Um, you know, I've had multiple sidekicks throughout this uh, process, but at the end of the day, it's kind of always felt like it's on me to make this happen, you know, if it was going to work. So, um, flying flying solo today you guys i just figured i got a couple things to talk about and couldn't really come up with a significant enough guest i felt for the 100th episode and you know at the end of the day it's just a stupid round number you know it's just one more show than we did last week when we came to you guys so not that big of a deal but i got a few things to talk about and i'm gonna get into it uh here pretty quick so we can uh get going on these things and uh, i also want to make some predictions for 2018 because this year is almost over here can't believe it but that's always a fun process you know you make a couple guesses and if by some chance something comes true then great i can use this as evidence to harangue my friends about it later on and you know basically let them know how smart i am so let's get right into it here you guys got a lot of stuff to chat about um first off i want to talk about last week's episode cryptomania got a lot of feedback from this already a relatively large amount of feedback in what's been a pretty short week you know and a, and a holiday week at that matter as well so this to me if nothing else is perfect anecdotal evidence that the cryptos are just in a complete mania right now you guys as we stand at the recording of this uh, i think last time i checked it was a little bit under 16 somewhere around 15.5 somewhere in there so about 15.5 after last weekend briefly falling below 12k i got even lower than that i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i saw a 10 handle on it but we'll just say 12 you know for the sake of nice easy numbers so if you're playing at home that's a 40 percent drop from the peak of close to 2000 
two twenty excuse me twenty thousand last week. So forty percent drop, followed by a thirty thirty three percent rise from that point. You know, normal Bitcoin week, basically. You know, nothing too out of the ordinary. By the way, you know, this is Bitcoin we're talking about. So now we're sitting at the point here where we're stuck in this no man's land between fourteen eh, five and sixteen five, somewhere in there. And at this point, it could really go either way. It's it's so tough to tell at this point. I mean, the big question is how many buyers do we have? over the 15,000 level. I mean, how many people are really willing to get in there at $15,000 for one Bitcoin? I know there's some rich guys out there. They're willing to take a shot at 10 to 12. I mean, there was a lot of support down there at that level when it did touch those levels. So I know there's some rich guys who have 200 300k saved up and they're saying hey i'll buy three or four bitcoins what the hell you know maybe it'll maybe it'll go to zero but maybe it'll go to a hundred thousand who knows so but are you gonna have that above 15 oh i just i think that's asking a lot at that point i i I don't know i mean who who's gonna take that shot you guys that's a big risk i mean you could lose five thousand in a hurry we just saw a 40 percent drop in the last week at one point so 15,000 you could you better have some money to blow if you're going to take a shot at those levels but and before I go too negative here I will say up to this point every dip like this has been a buying opportunity if you bought that dip so far you have played it right up to this point okay but, and I mean, but if it's not able to retest that 20,000 mark, which is a pretty significant psychological mark, I think more than anything else, if it, if we can't get up to that level again, it's it's been a week now since we've been there. I think the closest we've got is somewhere around 17 to getting back there, maybe a little bit more. If we can't get up and retest that level, you guys, everybody better watch out below because the bottom could drop out of this thing faster than a wet grocery bag, okay? A wet paper sack, you guys. I mean, this thing could be just in the single digits of thousands, which, you know, is still pretty high, but it could be there in no time, you guys. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw a 40% drop in a day sometime soon with the volatility being up with the options market being involved there now too, which people want to say that's a reason for Bitcoin to be legitimate. I almost think the, the options market is a bad thing for Bitcoin. I think it's going to make it a lot easier for people to manipulate it. And I, I just, I don't think they're going to be using it as a way of levering up to go long at this point. You're levered up enough. If you're buying a $15,000 Bitcoin, So I think that's more or less going to be a bad thing for Bitcoin. But I mean, like I said, wouldn't be surprised 40% drop in a single day. I mean, this thing has been going purely on momentum for about a year plus now. And that's essentially all that Bitcoin has. There's no intrinsic value to it at all. There's nothing. I mean, most people who are buying it, 
or who originally got in, they have pretty much acknowledged that a lot of the other cryptos are doing what they wanted Bitcoin to do, are doing it much better, much more efficiently, and much cheaper. The people who are buying at this point, to me it seems like, are under this false pretense that it could potentially go to 100,000, 200,000, 300,000, whatever the number, or could go to zero. So the the latter half of that, I agree with that sentiment wholeheartedly, and that's good that they can at least see it that way. I mean, if they're really willing to take it to that level is another completely different thing. But the issue here with the 100,000 level, the 200,000 level, the million dollar level is that it's the there's a rule with big numbers and you get to a point here now bitcoin's market cap is uh, i want to say i think it's somewhere around 300 billion i think maybe a little bit more than that maybe closer to 400 so if you want to try to pump that thing back up to you know 20k or so from where it's at now you have to add or even double it i mean let's say you'd want to double it okay I mean, you're going to have to add $350 billion worth of market cap to this coin, to this internet coin. I mean, you're, you have to add a, like a Walmart to it. I mean, I think their market cap is somewhere around $300 billion. You have to add that entire company to Bitcoin, and then you know maybe you doubled your money from here at 15 I mean, is that asking a lot? I I really think so, you guys. I really think so. And um, you know, they just got they got all the spin-offs. There's just an endless supply of these. I just think that easy money from the Federal Reserve for the last eight years now. I mean, I saw mortgage rates the other day under four percent. Nine years after the crisis, and somehow you can still get a mortgage for under four percent when you have less than 5% down. I have no clue how that works, but we're doing it. But it's excesses like that, you guys, that allow for something like as crazy as Bitcoin to happen. And I hear people see, you know, I've I've compared it to tulip mania uh, multiple times. I think it I think it essentially is. I think people thought that tulips were worth a lot of money and then one day they just realized it's a goddamn flower. It's not even the prettiest or the coolest of all the flowers. Like, why do we even care about this? And that's what happened. And people want to say, oh, well, you know, it only lasted like Tulip Lemania only lasted like a year. You know, Bitcoin's been around for almost 10 years now. Well, okay. Yeah, technically that's true, I guess. But if you look at what, ha- what has happened with Bitcoin, it's all been 2017, you guys. The the whole thing has been 2017. It was under $1,000 at the beginning of the year. And Within this year, it has now almost touched 20,000. So the whole move, essentially, the whole move has been this year. So it really has only been a year. And I don't know. We're going to see how this one plays out, you guys. Like I said, we're in a really, really weird spot right now, right in the middle of the zone. And we'll see which way it goes. Uh, I think gold can have an effect on this. I think gold's been... It was relatively getting pounded pretty hard the last two or three months here ever since the end of summer and in the last week or two it's definitely made a comeback and you know we'll see if that keeps playing out i'm i'm not really sure if it will or not but if it does i think that's bad news for 
I think that's bad news for Bitcoin too, because I think a lot of these people would just be willing to cash out and, eh, you know, maybe this is supposed to be internet gold. Eh, you know, maybe I'll get some of that real gold that I can actually hold on to and that I can make a gold tooth out of or some nice necklace or some jewelry or whatnot. Maybe, maybe I'll just, maybe I'll just do that instead. And again, the second that a lot of people have that mindset and, and want to cash out, Look out below, guys. Look out below. So that's my take on it. And like I said at the beginning of this spiel, the fact that I got so much feedback on this episode, again, it just shows you that we are in a complete mania, you guys. And this cannot this cannot go on forever. I mean, there's, I'm still yet to have somebody explain the value of a Bitcoin to me besides the fact that other people want it right now. Besides the fact, I mean, you can say that about fiat currency too. Okay, yeah, I can kind of give you that argument. Sure. But the fiat currency also has the strength of the military, not only the U.S. military behind it, but the U.S. government behind it. Okay, so yeah, maybe our books aren't in very good order. Well, they're, I know they're not. I mean, I've been said it on this podcast before. But we still got a little something working for us there. Bitcoin, what, what has Bitcoin got working for you? What, what, where's the dividend? Where's the, again, intrinsic or ancillary benefits of owning Bitcoin? There's none, you guys. There's zero. So if you guys want my advice, stay as far away from this thing as you can. Okay, it's going to implode two or three years down the line from now. We're going to be saying, can you believe people were paying $15,000 for a Bitcoin? 15000 I mean, look at... Look at Beanie Babies, you guys, okay? How many people bought Beanie Babies because they thought it was going to be a good investment? Give me a break. Come on. Fucking ridiculous. So watch out for that one, you guys. But um, I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be an exciting year for that as far as that goes. Let's stick to the business and finance aspects here. Let's get into, let's touch on some topical news. So the Republicans barely eked through their tax plan, their tax quote-unquote overhaul this past week. Uh, Trump wanted it on his desk before Christmas, so he got his wish, and from how he's spinning it, the country got a tax cut for Christmas, so um, lucky you guys, lucky you guys. But this, I think it's all just going to be a lot of hype, and I think as far as rolling this thing out, it's going to be complicated, and it's not going to nearly have the effects that they want. I mean, they came into this saying tax overhaul, they wanted to simplify the tax code. This is a prime example of when politicians say one thing, what ends up happening is the exact opposite of what they say. They say they want tax reform. They want to simplify it. They want. He said, "You you're going to be filing on a on a business card. You're going to be filing on a postcard. Uh, that's never going to happen. That is complete bullshit. And actually, what is going to happen here is this is going to be more complicated. Okay, the system didn't get simpler. It got more complicated. There were so many tweaks. They had to get everybody in line. So they had to give special favors to this person to that person to get them in line. Double the uh, standard uh, deduction for Rubio. Blah blah. And it's just. It's just a whole mishmash of just uh, who knows exactly what's going on. I mean, they, they eliminated one bracket from it. Ooh, big deal. Nice way to really simplify. It went from seven to six, you know, and they said they're going to get rid of the loopholes. This thing is completely fraught with loopholes. I mean, it was a all-out bidding war for lobbyists. I, I can only imagine the 
the feeding frenzy that was going on in closed room deals as far as this goes. Just anybody trying to get something for their group in the wake of tax cuts or reform or whatever. I mean, you know, you want to say who the winner is out of this? Right off the bat, CPAs are going to be winners. Right off the bat, they're going to get more of your money because the law's new, if nothing else. Even if they did simplify it, which they didn't, it's a new law. So you're going to have to get on top of this new law, and you're going to have to talk to somebody who does this as a profession to know this new law. So CPAs, big winners right off the bat. Real estate. People in real estate, agents, brokers, salesmen, mortgage lenders, uh, investors, anybody in the real estate market, you're going to do pretty good. There's some uh, nice tax incentives in here for you. And small business owners. Small business owners, that kind of that almost reflects anybody in this country. I mean, obviously, everybody's not a small business owner. But everybody, potentially, if you wanted to chase that passion of yours, you could potentially be a small business owner in this country. So essentially, this one affects just about everybody. And they're probably going to see a nice little tax cut. Again, some of that will be eaten up by um, increased filing costs. There's no question about that. But they're all going to be winners. But the biggest winner of everybody on this one, though, in my opinion, is going to be the deficit. I think this tax bill is just going to completely skyrocket the deficit once all this stuff comes into effect. How about? I mean, how about some spending cuts to go along with these tax cuts? You know, how about how about that? How about you guys take less from us because you need less to spend? I mean, how how about that? How about getting a tax cut that way? You know, you you. I mean, you wanted to simplify this thing. Okay, let's let's do it. Let's simplify it. Let's just get rid of the income tax and let's just have a consumption tax or like a national sales tax, basically. You know, we'll say the feds get, eh, I'd say no less than ten and no more than twelve percent of every transaction that happens within this country. And again, you just wipe out the income tax. And so you're paid specific, you pay them specifically on your consumption. So at that point you have the government encouraging people to consume less. Now this goes against all of our, what we've come to know in this country at this point, 65, 70% of our economy is consumer based. So this flies in the face of any, everything that we know. I get it. I get it. But we all want to be good stewards of the earth these days. And doesn't that really start with consuming less? I mean, isn't that a way to, you know, cut green emissions, cut waste, cut all this stuff is just have us consume less, just encourage people to not consume as much. And then who knows what will happen? Maybe the savings rate will go up at that point. Maybe people will start putting money away because it's kind of a challenge. They say, well, you know, I don't want to pay the government a bunch of money because they're all cunts. So, um... Ah, maybe I'll just put it in a savings account, you know. Maybe I'll just start earning two or three percent annually. Well, if if they ever raise interest rates, which they probably won't. But I mean, if that's if you want to simplify it, how about that? How about that? But they really don't want to simplify it, though. They want to keep it nice and complicated. I mean, that's not really the goal. So I don't know. That that's just an idea I had. And again, I'm not saying that is the all that is all that would end all. I just think it's a really interesting idea. And I think maybe it'd be a good shift as far as how we think of things. I mean, we kind of discussed this on the podcast before, but yeah. And I don't know. I mean, if Trump, if what he's doing here is 
he's trying to slay the beast by starving it, then I'm okay. Then I'm in complete agreement with the this this plan of his. I don't really think that's the case, though. I don't think that's the goal. I don't think that's what he was going for. I think he just wants a nice piece of legislation to brag about and to show that he finally got something through. I think that was more important than anything to him. You know, a lot of people want to always say it, they want to always act like Trump's like the master Bond villain or something. Like he's always got an evil plan where he's gonna, where he's gonna, you know, completely screw everybody over and then gonna make himself richer. These people, I I don't get it because you guys give him too much credit at that point. You know, like he's some diabolical genius. No, he's not a genius. He's incompetent half the time. He's he's a human being like the rest of us. He says dumb stuff. He does dumb stuff sometimes. He's he's a complete human. He, he has flaws. You know, he's not some criminal mastermind, you guys. He's just negligent sometimes. I mean, have we not seen that from our political officials at this point? So, I mean, on this one, you know... Like I said, I mean, it, it's working out for some people. Some people are going to get a benefit from this. Who knows? Maybe we'll see. We'll see how it ends up shaking out. But again, my best guess is it's going to be incredibly bad for the deficits, which, you know, in the end, long run is incredibly bad for all of us. So we'll see. And, and I love it, too. They're like, oh, you're permanent. These ta- these taxes are going to be permanent. There's no such thing as a permanent tax cut, you guys. Okay. When the next group, who is in power in four years, comes in, they can change all the rules if they want. They don't have to stick with the rules that you picked or the exact tax numbers. And if the deficit goes up and the economy takes a, takes a shit, the, then they're just going to be screaming, Oh, look at, oh, look at, look at, see, we give you guys power and you cut all the rich people's taxes and you crash the economy. Well, you, choose, you, you certainly can't be trusted. We need to get a socialist in, a, demo, a democratic socialist in here and finally we can get some real equity into the system here I mean, that's what that's what's going to happen in my mind i mean we'll see again who knows maybe it'll be a boom time they they, they want to say oh yeah with the growth that we'll get from these tax cuts oh the, the economy will hit five six seven percent growth no no none of literally that five percent even five percent is it's so wildly impossible. It's it's unimaginable. I mean, we barely got a little over three a couple quarters this this year. We, probably for the year, we're probably a little bit over three for the entire year as a whole. And this is incredible. This this could be the, this could be it. This could be the peak of this bull market. I mean, five, six, seven percent. It's it's such malarkey you guys it'll probably never happen again in this country again it's the rule of big numbers we're just we're too big of a country at this point to have that kind of growth it just it can't happen so i don't know again we'll see how it plays out you guys um definitely not good for the deficit that's how i want to tie that one up let's keep moving forward here we got a couple other things to get to i don't want to keep you guys all day long here Another thing we haven't really got into on the show, haven't had a chance to talk about it, but I certainly want to get into it and at least mention it, is the whole hashtag, or as I like to call it, pound tag, Me Too campaign. Okay. Now, ladies, if you're one that's easily triggered, might be a good time to shut this one down, you know? We'll come back from the predictions at the end here. I'm going to go off for a couple minutes. But this thing has gotten so out of hand, you guys. I don't even know 
how to tackle this eight-headed monster that has been created here. I mean, first off, I will say to any woman who has been a victim of sexual assault or sexual violence, I feel for you deeply, okay? That must be an incredibly traumatic thing to go through, and I, I wouldn't want to wish that upon anyone, even my worst enemies, okay? That being said, a lot of the stuff we're hearing about now just seems to be glorified grab ass, you guys, okay? And that's not to say that that's okay, but we got to be careful how we categorize all this stuff. I mean, the terms that they're using now is what I can't get straight at this point. Okay, this is what I'm having the biggest issue with. At this point, I mean, at this point, you got, there's there's sexual assault, okay? That's a pretty straightforward one. Uh, should be prosecuted by the law. There's sexual violence. Not really sure how that differs from assault, but, you know, so again, we'll just go with the same remedy, I suppose. And then we go to sexual misconduct, which, you know, I'm sure that's a pretty black and white term there. I'm sure there's probably no gray area with the definition of that. Then there's sexual harassment, which if you do this as a guy, you are an asshole, I will say, and I've seen it before, but I got news for you, ladies. Nobody is free from verbal harassment, okay? Not in this country. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it sucks and people shouldn't do it, but you're not free from it, okay? I mean, the problem is here is is we don't know where the line is anymore. Nobody knows where the line is. I don't, I don't even think women a lot of times even know where the line is and where they should be offended and where they shouldn't be offended. I don't even think they're exactly sure. And... We, you know, we got to be careful about telling women that they're heroes for coming out about something that made them uncomfortable six years ago or some, have some inclination. You know, they might want to ham up their story a little bit if we're promoting this so thoroughly as we've done. I mean, at this point, we got Time Magazine uh, giving the person of the year to the silence breakers. I mean, do you guys pander much? Holy cow. Here's the bottom line, ladies. You're not a hero if it took you 10 years to speak up about your abuse that you suffered. You're not a hero. I mean, how many other women were victimized in the time that you got victimized because you, you, know, you didn't want to come out and you didn't want to potentially ruin your career. You know, you're not a hero if you come out and you choose to keep your perpetrator, the perpetrator of your abuse nameless, okay? You're not a hero. Uh, sorry, lady, you're not a hero. Unless you want to tell us the whole story, then I don't give a shit about the tidbits that you want to throw out there, okay, to make yourself feel better. Sorry, you're not a hero, okay? It's just the way it goes. I mean, you want to be a hero, ladies? Stand up for yourself in the heat of the moment, okay? That's what takes real courage. When that guy grabs you on your ass, when Al Franken, you say, hey, Al, can I get a picture? And he, yeah, sure, reaches around and gets a nice palm of your ass. You push him away and you say, hey, what the hell, you jerk? I didn't say you could grab my goddamn ass, okay? I just want a picture, you fucking creep. 
All right, you tell them right there. You call them out then. You don't say, you don't get lost in the fog. And, oh, you don't just be a bystander to your own victim victimization. I mean, that's not heroic at all, ladies, okay? If you want men to truly stop this stuff, you have to speak up right then and there and tell them, hey, that wasn't right what you did there, jackass, okay? Who the hell do you think you are? I don't give, I don't give a shit how much money you got. You can't fucking grab me my ass like that. What am I, a piece of, of meat? Call them out. Make them embarrassed. Okay? That's what you got to do if you guys really, truly want this to end. And I'm going to go back to this because I think I, I want to stress this, you guys. When you sit and tell everyone, every woman that comes out that they're a hero, you promote people coming out about whatever situation that they didn't like or didn't enjoy. And when you do that, in my opinion, it trivializes the real victims here. You know, the people that had to watch Harvey Weinstein jerk off, like those kind of victims, you trivialize what they had to go through when you talk about repeated sexual advances. You've been repeatedly asked out on a date and you couldn't deal with that. Okay. I mean, how ridiculous is that? You Multiple times? What, you don't like a guy who's a go-getter? I mean, what do you what do you want to say here? Do are we gonna are we gonna say that you get one shot and hey, you know you, you okay? I said no. Uh, you want to ask me again, buddy? You're going to jail. I mean, how insane is this, you guys? You get one you get one shot. I mean, you're on the spot, ladies. Every time now, every time a guy asks you out, this is it. You want to you want to have a chat with this guy? This is it. Never gonna come up again. This is it. I mean, how many girls do I know out there? There's so many. The, the most worthwhile women are always going to make you run around town to get them okay they're always going to make you prove yourself to make sure that you're really the person that they want because they're smart and they know that if you are truly that person that you'll go that extra mile for them okay so we got to watch where we make the line here you guys i mean this is just this has such terrible implications for the way that men and women interact and nobody's addressing this or bringing this up at all I was I was doing some research before I recorded this and I saw an article and it was titled What's Next for the Me Too Movement? What's next? Is there a quota of piece of shit scumbags that you guys are looking for? Okay, this is it, you guys. This is everyone's shot to come out. All right. We don't need a round two here. We don't need, hey, everybody come out and talk about your bullshit round two. <laughs> I mean, what's next? Are, are you kidding me? I mean, could you imagine what that interview was like? I could just, I didn't read it, but this is how I could imagine it would go. Okay, this is, this is how I, this is pretty much exactly how I could see it going. So uh, what's next for the Me Too movement here? Um, well, our main goal at this point is just to continue to focus on ruining men's lives. Uh, then after we're uh, bored with doing that, then we're going to dismantle the patriarchy at that point. And eventually what we plan to do ultimately is eliminate straight white men and their toxic masculinity. So that's our ultimate goal. I mean, I mean how else could it have gone? Are you kidding me? Like what, what's next? Like you guys are, I guess, are you guys making a business out of outrage? Is that what you're trying to do here? What do you mean? What's next? Come out. Here's your shot. Okay. Girls, 
who have been farted on are now coming out as for sexual misconduct. So, you know, that pretty much is anybody who has any kind of grievance with any man, you know, you slept with some guy and realized in the morning that he was actually uglier than he thought he was. Well, hey, come on out. Talk about it. Let's get it out. Maybe it was rape. Who knows? It, it, it could have been. Okay. Who knows? Who knows? It's just that the, it's it. There's so much gray area now. It's it's unbelievable, you guys. It's unbelievable. And again, it's going to have bad implications for how men and women react at this point. I mean, you look at workplace. A lot of the stuff happens in the workplace. This whole men and women beside each other thing. This is still a relatively new experiment, you guys. Okay, they didn't do this back in the day. They, they never did this. They say, oh well, you know, Rosie the Riveter, she was out there working. Yeah. She was working in the factories because her husband was out in on Iwo Jima getting blown up in one of the most grueling battles of the entire war, okay? The whole island was decimated. Everybody, millions of people died. All the plants died, trees. It was complete hell, okay? That's why she was hitting rivets in on the planes, you guys, because her man was going through complete hell, Okay. That's why we're, this is a new experiment, you guys, and we don't know how this is going to shake out. And I got to tell you, ladies, this is not making things better for you as far as the hireability factor goes here. I mean, you look at small businesses, 10, 20, 25 people. I, I'm, I think that you're going to see a lot of these businesses just strictly hire men, just stick to just men, just to avoid this headache. You know, maybe it's not the, it's obviously not the women's fault. I'm not saying it's always the women's fault, but if you eliminate women from the equation, then who knows? Maybe we don't have to worry about this problem. And subconsciously, you're going to have a lot of employers start to say that, I think. So, you know, be careful what you wish for here, women. I mean, you look at the founder of this hashtag me movement and her name is Tarana Burke and, you know, it makes me question the entire thing when I see this woman. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say I'm sure she's a great person. I'm sure she's very nice. I'm sure she's not too bad to be around. But, oh my God, you guys, she is absolute kryptonite to any boner, okay? Absolute kryptonite, you guys. I mean, my buddy had a theory, Max Hubbard. He's been on the show a couple times. He told, he said, and I think, I think he might be onto some of this. He said that this woman is so ugly that she only gets hit on by the biggest scumbags out there. Okay. The biggest scumbags out there because these guys have no standards. They have zero standards. And when you have zero standards, you're willing to do some borderline suspect shit because of it. Okay. They have no standards or or it's guys who are just joking around with their buddies and hitting on her. Like, oh, hey, hey, why don't you try to tame that walrus over there? Huh? Oh, geez, hey, look at that one. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. I mean, again, you guys, okay, I'm not saying anything about her character at all. And I'm sure she's very passionate about this movement. But she she looks like a character from Pokemon. Okay? I'm just going to say it. She looks like a character from Pokemon. I mean, I could... I, even imagine hitting on this woman makes me gag in my mouth a little bit. It just, it just even like even fun flirtatious stuff. No, thank you. Okay. Oh man. I just, I just be careful here women. Okay. You know, I, a lot of these liberal and progressive policies you guys enact and these movements you get behind, you guys always forget about the unintended consequences. And I think 
there's going to be some unintended consequences for you ladies and, and for us guys too. And for us guys too. Are you kidding me? You know, how, you know how scary it is as a man, you know, just to even try to hit on women these days. I mean, for, you know, probably, oh God, how's it, how long has it been? I mean, probably a year plus now, you know, it's to the point where I don't even, I just, I don't even know how far you can go. You know, I don't even know how far to push it. I mean, you're literally, you're literally scared. I was at a wedding recently and a girl, a girl that was there at the wedding, very cute girl, recently single, you know, I was flirting, doing the thing, whatever. Got to be the end of the night and we're getting along good. We both head upstairs. She walks into the bathroom, you know, kind of that slow and and kind of subtle walk into the bathroom. And you guys, I was just so worried about the situation that I didn't even follow her in there, okay? I didn't even follow her in there. I didn't want Nana to be on the pot in the toilet taking a piss, come out and see me in there and say I tried to rape her or something. I mean, who who knows? You know, I I just I wasn't even going to go there, you guys. And that's where we're going to that's what's going to come to this point. You ladies, I mean, guys are going to be afraid to hit on you. They're they're going to be afraid to even come up to you because they don't want to be labeled as sexual predators. And again, it's not good, you guys. That's our job as men. We got to be the aggressor, okay? You guys want to get shot down 3, 4, 5 times in a night? You got you guys want that? You guys want to deal with that? I don't think you do, okay? Yeah, sometimes guys will say stuff that'll make you uncomfortable. Okay, just tell no, 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 I'm not interested. No, thanks. No. Okay, you got to do it, all right? Yeah, it's it's uncomfortable, but you know what? Having a girl give me a look like why would you ever why would somebody as ugly as you ever talk to somebody like me? That's uncomfortable too, you guys. Okay, that's uncomfortable. Having a woman beg me for sex, it is it has happened. Not very often, but it has happened. And me having to say no, that's uncomfortable, okay? I don't enjoy that. That doesn't make me feel like a man. But you know what? It's part of life, guys. Okay, sometimes life isn't perfect, and sometimes we get a little uncomfortable, and we get into some situation we don't like. But you know what? You get out of it unscathed, and you say, whew, that was, whew, that was a close one there. That was uh, almost, got, almost got dicey there. I'm going to avoid that for next time. Avoid that guy. God, he's a jerk off. Holy cow, never be in a room with that guy by yourself. Never again. Not going to make that mistake again. So let's try to learn from this, you guys. I don't think we will, but who knows? Maybe we will. We'll see what happens here. It's uh, it's probably going to be bad for my love life, though, that's for sure. But let's keep this thing moving here. Uh, I'm going to get into the predictions here now, you guys. I'm going to wrap it here. I don't want to go too long on you guys here. Um, Let's get into some predictions, though, because, again, this is a fun game. I like doing it. It's fun. I made the predictions last year. You know, um, I just, I, I enjoy it. You can look back if you're right. And if you're not, you just completely forget about it and never acknowledge it again. So it's a win-win as far as I'm concerned. So let's talk about the predict my predictions for this year. Okay. Now let's talk about people first off. And let's talk about who's in and who's out. Okay. Out. And I'm talking about the grandiose out here, like off to another realm here. Okay. Out as far as the men goes, it's a little bit too easy, but I'm going John McCain right off the bat. Okay. Yes, I know. I know it's an easy one. He's already, you know, a third of the way there. 
But, you know, hey, who knows? Maybe some medical treatment they'll have, some crazy serum. He'll survive. Who knows? But I'm going John McCain there. Uh, Bush Sr., speaking of uh, the Me Too movement, an old uh, David Copperfield himself. <laughs> Oh my God! I can't even get it out without laughing. But think, of, imagine that old crusty bastard reaching over to some twenty-four-year-old and just grabbing her ass <laughs> in his chair. I mean, think of think of his mindset. He's like, "Oh, what are you gonna do? Throw me in jail? I've been in this chair for eighteen months straight now. Okay, this is jail. This fucking thing is jail. All right, what are you gonna do to me? That's probably and then he doesn't doesn't care. He doesn't care anymore. And I kind of kind of admire the guy for that, but." Oh god, David Copperfield, that's good. But uh yeah, he's he's done. He's out, you guys. He's probably probably got about two plus years that he shouldn't have got, you know, if he had to do like the standard Medicaid type uh treatment. But he's out. And another one I'm gonna go with. Sad to say it. <coughs> Excuse me. Old Bill Russell. Old Bill Russell. Uh the Boston Celtic, great guy, is six foot ten, maybe even taller. Might be closer to seven foot, but I know he's at least six foot ten. Black, not there's anything wrong with that. And eighty four years old, you guys. Okay, eighty four years old, eighty four years old, black and over seven foot. He. That's, he's like 134, basically. Okay, he's legitimately like 134. Like how many, how many seven footers do you see that get past 60, 65, or even 70? How many? How often do they die early? All the time. And black. And, oh my god. So he'll he'll be missed if he if he does in fact end up taking that long walk. Uh, that's what I got for my guys. No, nothing real crazy over there. You know, everybody. I think the youngest is McCain, and he's in his mid to later 70s. So. No real, nothing too crazy there. Out on the women's side, I'm going with uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Okay, the Supreme Court Justice. I think in another nice bounce, roll of the dice, whatever you want to call it, for old Trumper, I think he's going to be get to nominate another Supreme Court Justice this year. He's going to be two in two years, which is unprecedented. And so I think that might happen. She's, you know, she's getting up there too. She's, I think she's in her mid eighties, so it wouldn't be shocking, but who knows? Uh, the queen, the old queen herself, I, you know, she might already be dead to be honest. I mean, they might just have used the latest in robotics and simulated, basically made a drone of the queen. I mean, what does she do? She, she waves, she signs, walks around. Can you tell me you couldn't, you could, they couldn't equip a robot to do that kind of stuff? Come on. You know they could. So who knows? She might already be dead, but I mean, she's like 94. Come in, I mean, come on. It's crazy. So she's out, and I wanted to go with a little bit of a wild card, a little bit of a shout in the dark here. It wasn't a racial epithet there, just so you guys know. But my, uh, oh, God, I almost did another one. Okay, just say it. My kind of shocking death for the year out on the women's side Whoopi Goldberg yes Whoopi Goldberg I think I think we've all just kind of had enough of the whoop you know she had a good career sister act okay those are great movies okay don't get me wrong but listening to her cackle on the view I just I can't I can't take it anymore you guys okay I cannot take it sorry Whoopi 
I mean, what kind of a name is Whoopi? I mean, what are you, what are you going for? Really? Whoopi? Hey, Whoopi! Nice, yeah. Why don't you name your kid Yippee? Okay, how about that? Jesus. Um, actually, that's not a real name. What am I, why am I saying that? That's your stage name. But that's, that means if you chose that. It's even more dumb, to be honest. It'd be better if your hip parents were hippie, crazy weirdos that chose that. But since you chose it yourself, you're even more stupid. So hopefully she's out. So And, you know, I know a lot of you are thinking have been around for a while here. Thinking, well, hey, Aaron, you know, you were off last year. You said it was going to be Hillary that was out. And I did. Technically, she's still got a couple more days, you guys. Okay, technically, I still got a couple more days for this one to follow through here okay i mean i saw the last video she did she at a speech she did at university she had a gigantic coughing fit i mean i mean you kidding me it was it was insane i was like hey hillary there how about uh maybe bringing to the stage a couple lozenges with you okay i mean what you're only getting paid 750k for this hour speech you're doing i mean come on jesus oh god i really hope it man whoopier uh, no that's uh I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. That's that's who's out for you guys. Who's in? Who's in, you guys? For me? Can't believe I'm saying this, but... The old Don himself, Mr. President Donald Trump. I think if the economy doesn't take a gigantic dump, and believe me, that's an if, guys. But if it doesn't, I think this year's going to work out well for him. I think he's going to take some momentum in with the uh, with the uh, the tax plan. I think they're going to work on an infrastructure plan. You know, and Democrats will be on board with that. He won't need to get all the Republicans. He doesn't. He won't have to worry about the hawkish Republican or the conservative uh, conservatives and Republicans. He won't need them because uh, every single Democrat will vote for an increase in infrastructure spending because they always in, vote for increase in spending. So I think that will come into play again, ballooning the deficit. So, you know, again, it's going to come down to if we get that turn. But if we do, won't be good. If we don't, I think it'll be a fairly good year for this guy. I think people are going to give up. I think the Russian probe will be behind. And people are finally just going to let him maybe just try to do his job and just judge him based on the stuff he does and not his Twitter account or, you know, what joke he made about Pocahontas or whatnot. You know, so that's my that's one of my ends for men. Another one, Elon Musk. Okay, I mean, you know, you could make an argument. This guy's been in for half a decade now. Okay, whatever. I think Tesla has always been kind of a wild card for me, but I think maybe they got some things that are going to start working for him here this next year. I know they got some orders on the new semi truck that they're building. I don't know when that's supposed to come out. To be honest, I could have probably done some more research on this. But I think that'll come out soon, so I think they can start building some momentum in that department. We'll see. I also did see an article today that said the one of the analyst projections for fourth quarter Model 3s was 70% lower than he originally casted, so that's uh, certainly not good news. So we'll have to see on that front. <clears throat> in on the women's side, any woman who doesn't accept their victimhood, okay, and embrace this chance to be victimized and blah, blah, and oh, God, you're such a hero. Any woman who doesn't embrace that and just says, hey, you know, I'm just, I, I'm a, I'm just a woman, you know, guys are, some guys are creeps, whatever, but I'm just going to do me and that's all I can do. So any woman who doesn't embrace that victimhood mentality, I think you're going to do pretty good in 2018 ladies i will say and you deserve to okay just get out there and make it happen you guys know this is the case okay you've been doing it for long enough yeah like i said this is this men and women working thing 
is an is a new experiment, but just put your head down to the grindstone, ladies, and you will be rewarded. Okay, I promise you that. You got to ask for a raise every once in a while. You do have to do that, but it'll happen. Okay, don't worry about it, you guys. Big losers, big losers for 2018. That's a tough one, you guys. That's a little tough. I mean, it's not. You know, there could be a lot of losers to be honest, but there could be a lot of winners too. But big losers at this point. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go. You know, we already, t- already talked about it in the cast here. I'm gonna go with Bitcoin, you guys. Okay, Bitcoin. Bitcoin is going to be one of the big losers of this year, I think. I think the mania, I think it has reached a fever pitch, you know, when it went parabolic a couple, about a month ago now. And I think the momentum's, the wave, the wave that has been Bitcoin is finally about to roll out, I think, you guys. And I'm, right now, like I said, we're recording this, we're about 15, 15, 15.5, somewhere in there. I'm going to make a year-end prediction for Bitcoin uh at or around 7k which 7000 i mean hey that's a lot of money for one bitcoin still but again from where we're at today 50% correction so could we see the 40 in one day like i said absolutely absolutely just for the year but there's going to be it's going to be a whipsaw it's going to be ups and downs ups and downs ups and downs and but for the year end i'm going to i'm going to say 7k uh for bitcoin another big loser this year could be probably will be the US dollar which in turn means all of us US citizens well also lose to inflation just a little bit but if you look at 17 dollar down uh, about 10% not a good year definitely not a good year certainly not a good year not the worst year ever though but uh not a not a good year i think 18 could potentially be worse though you guys with this deficit going going to go up i heard um social security now over 61 or 62 million people on social security now that's a record that's a bunch of checks the government's going to have to keep hammering we got the tax plan you know we cut the taxes so revenue is going to be down i mean we got the hurricanes we got the floods we got all you know uh, fema's now paying everybody because no one has their own private insurance because that's what you do now you just let the government pay for it you know because i mean that's not a moral hazard at all you know why would people be prepared for their own future or their own you know natural disaster i mean that just doesn't make any sense at all so deficit's gonna if the deficit goes up dollars going down you guys and again that's uh that makes a loser of all of us uh let's finish it off here with the big winners of 2018 and this one I hate to see even, say even more than the last, you know, simply because of the fact that we all lost on the last one. But this one, I think the big winners for 2018, I think it's going to be the politicians, you guys. I think it's going to be the politicians. You know, I know you guys were worried about them. I know you were worried about they were, you know, we're you know, just barely hanging in there. But yeah, I, I don't see the swamp being dra- drained at all at this point. doesn't seem like they've drained it at all. They might have even might have even filled it a little bit who knows with this mad dash for incentives on the tax plan like i had discussed but yeah i think it's gonna be a good year for politicians you guys i i don't know why i just think i think the republicans are gonna get a little bit of momentum going here and you know i think things are gonna start turning and i think the democrats are eventually gonna have a little better narrative to go off once all this once all these policies start shaking themselves out and we see how the implications for this thing go. So uh, not very positive on the winners there. Um, other winners, God, 
who else is going to win? Who else is going to win? I mean, the Patriots, I think. they. I honestly think, you guys, the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl again this year. I don't know why. I don't know why. I just think... I just think that Tom Brady is the the man's man, okay? And that guy just goes out there and just fucking gives it his all, you guys, and just leaves it all in the field. Gotta admire the guy a little bit. But yeah, I mean there'll be some other winners, you guys. Don't get me wrong. You know, anybody who's paying their credit card debt down, you're gonna be a big winner next year. Okay. Anybody who's almost getting that credit card debt paid off. I got a couple more months under me before I can really get it almost out of there, but Anybody who's got that paid off, you guys have been doing all right. So, and there'll be a lot of winners, you guys. You know, it's all about how you accentuate it. But um, it's going to be a crazy year, though, you guys. I mean, 2017. Obviously, we all thought we were in for a crazy year there, and I think it was. I don't think it was necessarily for the exact reasons that everybody else thought it was going to be. But there was definitely plenty of madness. I think we can all uh, agree with about that. So. But with that being said, you guys, I am going to let you be here. Thank you guys for joining us on another episode of An Earful in the Emerald City. Episode 100, you guys. Uh, again, you know, you know, to my horn here a little bit. Can't believe we made it this far. I, you know, I wanted to give up. I wanted to not do anything so many weeks. But, you know, you guys hung along. And honestly, that helped encourage me to keep doing my thing. So everybody's played a part in this you guys everybody's responsible for the success and i'll take the failure you guys don't have to worry about taking the failure i'll take that but everybody's play, plays a part in the success of this you guys so i uh, thank you guys for staying along with us you know we're trying to get better a little bit better each time we do it and i hope we have i'm gonna keep trying to get good guests for you guys i'm gonna i got a couple ideas as far as guests goes i don't want to say anything particular but i'm gonna try to pull out some stops here and get some big guest this year for you guys so i'm gonna see what i can do but thanks for hanging around you guys we really appreciate it we're glad you guys have been on this crazy ride with us the whole way and hopefully we can keep this thing going for a long time now and let me know what you guys think uh anything we can work on now that we're 100 episodes in here i'm gonna have the best of season two coming up here pretty soon for you guys technically technically i haven't had two years of shows yet you know technically that'd be 50 or 104 shows so i'm working on that though we'll get that to you guys uh soon here but thank you guys again appreciate it holler at us emerald city podcast at gmail if you got something to say let us know what you think and once again we will talk with you guys next year